Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, This week, I'm super excited to have Allie Martin on the show. She's the owner of Fame and Fortune, a public relations and social media agency. So thanks so much for having me, or thanks for so much for joining me. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. I know. I feel the same way. (laughs) Oh Lordy. Um, yeah, it's just been crazy. Um, so yeah, I'm so excited that we're finally able to connect. (laughs) This will be good. I'm, I'm excited about it too. Yay. And you said you had some champagne in your, like, yay. Okay. I have my bubbly sitting next to me and you know, it's Thursday when we're recording this. And so it's like almost Friday, but I feel like we, it was much needed this week. So yeah. I mean, really what day is it anyway? I mean, it's all, they all go into each other. I feel like I could say Thursday, but yeah, we definitely like, um, struggling day to day to keep up. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm actually drinking beer today. Um, I, my husband forgot, like we were talking before, he's the one that's the only one that's going to the store from the whole regulations mm-hmm. and everything. And I'm like, I need some bubbles. And it comes back in with beer. I'm like, okay, I guess that'll work. It's got bubbles. <laughs> not, the, not the bubbles I had in mind, but oh, exactly. it'll do the trick. <laughs> He's like, oh, I forgot it. And I was like, okay. Anyway, but, um, well, yay. Yeah. I'm so excited to hear all about your story. Um, you know, Thanks. like how long have you been a small business owner? Like what, what is it? And that's, I'm excited about that too. Cause it sounds like we have a lot in common. Um, yeah. When did you get started? You know, all that good stuff. Yeah. So I, um, started my business in June of last summer. So around the time you were starting your podcast, um, we've, we've got that in common and, um, I had actually just kind of gone through a series of working in public relations roles in various companies like Amazon and Kendra Scott and um, just really felt like I had had 10 years under my belt and uh, wanted to jump out on my own and start my own business. And so I now handle public relations and social media management for women um, small business owners. Awesome. I love that. Um, And I get this question often and I'd love to hear your like, uh, this isn't on the question. Sorry. Hopefully this isn't like (laughs) too different. Like, what would you say is the easiest way to say, like to separate like public relations and marketing? Like what's the difference? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. And I do get that quite a bit. So I can completely understand that. Um, public relations is a piece of marketing. So I look at it as, um, it is simply, you know, working with the media to tell your story. So marketing in a, t- in a whole can be telling your story, but that can mean in a multitude of ways. So if, if social media is part of that, you are you know writing your own messages. If it's um, writing blog posts, if it's print ads, uh, TV ads, you know all of that wraps up into marketing. Mm-hmm. But public relations is the act of actually using the media to help tell your story. So whether that's asking them to interview you, or if you're saying, "Hey, um, 
it's, you know, summer's coming up. You may be doing a story about this and that's what I uh, specialize in. If you want to use me in a story, you can. So um, it's, you know, really kind of trying to think about the way the media operate and then really just kind of filling in the holes for them and like making their job easier. That's how I look at it as I'm like, I'm making their job easier to do. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Is it hard to like get in touch with some of them or like how does how does that work? It's intimidating, I think, is probably a better way to describe yeah. it. Like, people just, you know, media, the their um, staffs have gotten smaller more and more over the years. And so when you call, like, a TV station and you call the news desk, that news director is going to answer the phone and he's going to just, like, be very abrupt and short with you. And if you don't have something that he wants to hear, like, he's going to just try to get off the phone because he has a million other things to do. So it is really, um, it's scary for people that haven't done it before, but when you do think about it and like you shift it in the way of like, I need them to know about this because they're going to be blown away when they hear, or, you know, they are going to be so upset if I don't tell them about this. So when you think about it from that way in the, in the shift of, I am doing them a favor, then it kind of takes the pressure off of it a little bit. And, um, it's, it's really just persistence because they're not going to say yes, um, every time on the first go around. But if you really believe in something and you really want to make it happen, you just kind of just find different ways to tell the story and you're just really persistent. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love all those tips. Like, I mean, the thought of calling or trying to reach out to somebody like that just scares the bejesus out of me because I am just so not that kind of person. But I like, I love that, that mindset shift that you have, like that makes it just so much easier. Maybe not easier, but you know. No, yeah, it, it definitely just makes it something that you feel like, okay, like this is, this, they're not a scary person. They're just like I am and they're just trying to do their job. Um, but I can, you know, fill in one piece of that puzzle for them. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, and so you, you know, like, is it like an agency? Do you do like work for clients or how does that work? Like, yeah, it's a little okay. bit of mix. Um, yeah, it's, I, I kind of have some individuals that are, you know, just kind of speakers, authors, you know, they're just kind of trying to do their own thing and they want help promoting themselves. But then I have businesses that they um, maybe don't have a full marketing team or maybe I'm helping supplement their marketing team. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just like, like a, in the role of, um, you know, wherever you need me to fill in in that sense. Um, it's kind of like it's adaptable. Awesome. Um, so how do you like, do you have any tips on balancing all, you know, like being a small business owner of doing all of that? you know, all those different aspects and like life, like how do you, how do you balance all that? Um, somebody explained it to me, um, recently and I really liked it. They said, looking at your work-life balance is similar to riding a bike in the sense of you shift your weight from the left foot to the right foot and the left foot and the right foot. And that keeps you up top and not toppled over on either side. But that just goes to show, like, when you think about, like, a typical balance, it's, like, an even weight across both platforms. But I really like to think about it in that bicycle mentality of, you know, shifting from one to the other. So there's definitely days where I'm working, you know, nonstop and, you know, every client deserves the full attention. And so then that just kind of spreads your day really thin. Mm-hmm. But then I try to, you know, if that happens on a Monday, then I really try to look at that Friday and block that Friday out. 
um, you know, that is the flexibility and the beauty of being a small business owner. You can make that schedule shift, uh, especially when you're a virtual employee like I am. So, um, you know, I really just try to make that conscious effort to say, okay, I worked 12 hours on Monday, so I'm going to, um, you know, cut my day short on Wednesday and, and spend it reading, um, and peace and quiet. Um, so that's, that's really like the best way I have found to kind of think about it. And then it's just a constant, um, shift from one to the other, instead of trying to make sure everything's constantly even. Yeah. I love that. I've never heard that analogy, but it's perfect because yeah, yeah, we totally can't. I mean, you can't have everything balanced at once. Like one thing's got to give for the other to be able to, to go, you know, but yet we're still upright. Like, I love that. Yeah. 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 And I totally agree. Like, um, you know, sometimes like you said, everybody, like everything happens and then, or if it's like a Saturday, you know, and a client calls and like yes. something happened, yes. like, yeah, like recently I had a, a client call me on a Saturday and she never calls me ever. And I was like, Oh God. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. It's like Saturday morning. I'm making pancakes. and like, Oh Lord, what's going to happen? Um, but yeah, she got like this very untrue and very damaging, like Yelp review and in her business, it's huge. And so, I don't know, you know, just so things like that happen. And so then it was like dealing with all of that on a Saturday, which is, you know, not typical, but then it's like that next week I was like, all right, I'm taking, you know, some on Monday because it was dealt with all of this other stuff, which is yes. like you said, the beauty of being able to have the flexibility of, of being a business owner. Yes. Awesome. Um, do you have any favorite like apps or automation or anything that you use for your business? Yes, I just discovered one and I was using Asana mm. before and, um, you know, kind of had like multiple, uh, I, I guess like pieces, but then, um, one of my other entrepreneur friends shared with me about ClickUp. Have you used ClickUp yet? Have not, but I've heard it. Like I've seen it mentioned in, di in different groups. Um, so I'm very interested in it. Yeah, it like replaces Asana and then all like your Google Docs, your Google Sheets, um, just kind of pulls everything in one place. And so I have a virtual assistant and that is like really helpful for us because, you know, for me, I really, I hate having like a cluttered inbox. I'm one of those that like, I like to file it away when it's done and what's left in my inbox is what I have to do. And oh, you shudder at mine. I have like 2000 unread emails. <laughs> Oh, so it, this is great for me because, um, you know, conversations can happen back and forth within the app, um, but they don't have to take up inbox space for me. So, uh, I really like using ClickUp and then Calendly is just, I mean, it has just been a no brainer in the mm -hmm. sense of like, why did I not use this before? Because of all the time I wasted going back and forth with people to try to schedule stuff. Right. Yes. I know Lashley as well, right? I do. Yeah. And uh, it was a fellow podcaster who was on the podcast in the beginning because, you know, she signed up on my Google spreadsheet when I first started and she was like, yes. um, there's this thing called Calendly. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I feel the same way you did because I was like, why was no one telling me this? Right. Yeah. Oh, and you have a podcast too. Tell, tell yes. everybody about oh, that. Yeah. I, I don't use it for my podcast. I should. Um, so I host Selfish, which is a self-care, self-love podcast. And I started Ooh. it, gosh, like six, seven years ago. And I was working in the spa industry. 
and I was going to all these spas around the world. And I know it sounds like such hard work, but (laughs) (laughs) um, you got to, you know, hear from, they would have speakers and experts there to just kind of like help you with your, your self-love or, um, you know, help you through different um, issues. And I would find myself pulling my phone out and taking audio recordings Mm -hmm. of these speakers and then like going up afterwards and being like, so I recorded your talk, but I have a few more questions and like would ask them a few more questions. And then I would email out those audio files to my friends and family. And I'd be like, you listen to this, like this person's great. And then I realized like, wait, I could do this and share it with many more people and don't have to email out audio files. So um, that was the birth of selfish. And, um, I do seasons of 10. And so I kind of just like do my season of 10 episodes and then take a little bit of break and Mm -hmm. then dive back in. So, um, you know, I'm deep into it right now, but you know, ask me in a couple of months and I might have a different tone. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have noticed it is kind of like an interesting relationship with a podcast. Like I've loved it, but like, you know, there's like that really like in the beginning, like super exciting. And then it kind of like, you know, it's like marriage, you kind of like get used to it. And then like, I don't know. And then it like comes up again and like just all these different kind of things. It's just, it's, it wasn't something that I anticipated, I guess, when I started it. I agree. And for me, I was laid off twice um, during the last five or six years. And, um, it was kind of the saving grace for me because whenever I was looking for a job and didn't really have something that I'm like, I'm putting in air quotes, working on, I still felt like I was able to achieve something because I had the podcast. So although like whenever I would start a new job, it would kind of die off and I wouldn't be working on it. It was great in those times of layoff when I could go back to it and reach out to people and have interviews with them and feel like I was making things happen. Yeah. So I was really glad that it was, you know, there, but yes, there's definitely times where it's like, ugh. (laughs) Yeah. Which is just like the mundane, like, like maintenance stuff, like doesn't have anything to do with the show, but yeah, just the other like behind the scenes, but yeah. All the parts that people don't get to see. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Okay. I'm excited for this question. What is your favorite or most effective way to market your business? Oh, this is a really good one. Um, I'm sure you've heard some really good um, nuggets too from other people. Yeah, I've had some good ones, but I didn't, I didn't add it until this year. It took me, I mean, I went like six months without like having this question in and my husband was like, you're in marketing. Have you asked, do you talk about marketing at all? And I was like, huh, (laughs) maybe you should be in marketing. (laughs) But I mean, yeah, there's, there's definitely like, I think with every industry, there's just kind of that little thing that people are like, wait, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, It's my initial like gut is to say in person, but I hate to say that because that seems like just so, um, like cliche, but like truly going to like in-person events and really networking, um, that was really beneficial in the sense of like getting started and kind of gaining those clientele. But, um, I have done a really bad part of getting testimonials from clients until recently. And I guess there was always this part of me that was like, well, like they they're paying me. I can't ask them to do one more thing for me. Like Mm -hmm. I can't ask them to write a testimonial for me. But I will say that has been the like best thing for my soul and for um, gaining other clients. 
is to get those testimonials and be able to share them out. And even for people that I've done like complimentary work or just like trade, um, you know, especially like when you're in the media pitching world, like I may not rep somebody that kind of falls into a category that a media person is looking for, but, um, you know, if I know somebody that's good, I'm going to refer them. And I've kind of like gotten into this habit of like pulling from all these people and they're like, well, I'm not paying you. But I'm like, well, write me a testimonial then. And, um, I just feel like that's something to share because that's something I don't feel like I hear a lot about. Like you may have a couple on your website, but just like always be thinking about like, how can I, um, use the great experience they had with working with me to my benefit to gain other customers. Yeah, I love that. Um, like, I, it's funny because I actually wrote a blog today um, about like a, a few different free ways to market your business. Um, yeah. And that was one of them. And it was oh like, and I even said, you know, like, I think, you know, we feel like we can't ask people that, but people for the most part are like, oh yes, where can I do it? Like, of course, like they don't think about it like we do. Like we're asking like some big favor when they're like, oh yeah. Of course, shine, like sign me up. I'm so glad you said that because I felt like such a big goob. I'm like, I mean, if they're happy, like why wouldn't they write a response? And then I like feel like I need to write it for them. And I'm like, maybe I'll just like offer to write it and then they can just like put their name on it. And, but I finally just was like, hey, can you all, can you five people write a, a testimonial for me? And they all came back with these beautiful testimonials that like almost made me tear up. Like, mm. what? amazing. So like, I felt like it was just a really good reminder to myself that like, yes, people are happy with what you're doing. It's easy to get in your stuck in your own head when you are working with yourself and you don't have a colleague to say, you did a great job at that. (laughs) Totally. Yes. I'm so glad you said that too, because I mean, yeah, as a solopreneur, like, I mean, you know, you're doing things, you're getting results, but there's nobody around you to be like, good job. Or, you know, like that was a kick-ass campaign. Like it's just up to <laughs> yeah. you. you know? like, yes. Awesome. That's, that's so funny. I'm so glad that, I don't know. I know. <laughs> I know. It's good. I'm glad we're on the page there. <laughs> totally. Um, so what do you do to help your business grow? You know, like how do you get out of your comfort zone and do you have like any tips for other business owners to just, you know, get out of their comfort zones and go for it? So it's interesting. Um, I don't really use LinkedIn. I think the way that I should, um, Me neither. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I use it to the full potential that it has. And somebody suggested just a few days ago, um, that, you know, it gets annoying when you get all of these requests and then there's all these, um, requests, like looped in the, in the message that comes with the friend request or the connection request. So, you know, like those you can easily overlook, but, um, you know, even like for instance, you writing the blog posts, um, you know, I was just kind of sharing my blog posts via the link, um, whenever I would post a blog post, but, um, several people suggested like actually taking the text from that blog post and making it a LinkedIn article because LinkedIn gives those like much more visibility. Um, and so, you know, that little tricks like that, that I feel like that's not hard at all. Like that doesn't, that what takes me another minute of my day, um, to do that. But like, it's not content that I'm, uh, recreating. It's just, it's already there. So I really like to, to grow in ways that, 
don't require any more work. And I don't mean that to sound lazy. I mean that to say like, you need to get more out of this content you're creating or this Mm -hmm. energy or effort that you're putting into trying to grow your business. So, um, you know, and when I started, I kind of had this, um, mentality of like, okay, I'm going to reach out to 10 new people every month. And then I would have my little spreadsheet and I would track like what the status of those conversations were. And I really used that to kind of build up my uh, clientele until I felt like I was in a really good spot. Um, so like whenever I have the, you know, the months where it's like, okay, I've dropped off one or I've dropped off two. Like I need to go back to that practice of reaching out to 10 new people. So, you know, I think really utilizing LinkedIn is something that I'm, I'm telling you, I don't do it, but I think I need to. And I think others should do it too. I agree. I just wrote a note that said today's blog on LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it's very simple, but you know, if that's going to get seen by more people, then why not? Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I just recently started using like Pinterest. Have do you oh, use that at all? Like, no, I don't. Um, it's been awesome. So same kind of thing. Like I just go in like, I'll, I'll, you know, cause you can just put the link, but the only, the thing that takes a few minutes is to make like a Pinterest pin. So I just go in Canva. I mean, the whole process maybe takes like five to seven minutes to make like a cute little template and upload it. And I mean, my monthly viewers are up to like 18,000 or something. I've only been doing it for like a month. So try that too. No, yeah. Try that. Like even as like marketing people, like it's just the blog, you know? Um, And then I have a few other boards like inspiration and motivation and the podcast, things like that. But it's mainly from just putting like these blogs that in their older blogs, like, and like when I write the new ones, I put those on as well, but I'm kind of just like going back from the content that I've already written and had and finally like posting them like twice a week. And it's just been awesome. I am blown away by that. I mean, we can tell people all day long in marketing to say like, yeah, you all need to be on Pinterest. Right? But then when it comes to doing it ourselves, it's like, don't listen to what, or don't look at what we're doing. Just listen yeah. to what we say. Do as I say, not as I do or whatever. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's mine. Like that is like, oh, you need to go live and get on video. Hello. And like, I've done it like once cause I hate it. <laughs> exactly. I know. But then we can understand like the pushback of people. It's like, yeah. I get it. it right. it's, it's hard, but <laughs> Uh, But yeah, so try Pinterest, you and everybody else that's listening. (laughs) I will. Um, Awesome. So we're down to your, um, your favorites. What's your favorite book, your favorite drink, um, thing to do to relax, thing to watch and place to go. And I can repeat those too. (laughs) My favorite book is The Glass Castle. Have you ever read that? Mm -hmm. By Jeanette Walls. I've never even heard of it. I'm going to write it down. Yeah, Jeanette Walls. And um, it's kind of like her premiere um, book, but it's, it was made into a movie a few years ago and Harrison, um, wait, Harrison, no, not Harrison Ford, oh. Woody Harrelson, Woody Harrelson. Oh, okay. Oh, well, um, I am. He, he's in it. And, um, it's just, it's a very interesting story. I, I really won't even say anything more than that because, um, but it's a true story. So I, oh, I'm a okay. like, biography, memoir kind of person. Uh, I like really struggle to read fiction. Cause I'm like, but did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, I'm not reading memoirs because like, they're just so, I don't know. They're so interesting to me when it's real, you know? It actually happened. Yeah, yeah. it's real. Um, drink. I would say I am loving watermelon white claws right now. Mm. 
try the watermelon white cloths? I have not. Is that like kind of um like a hard seltzer kind of thing or yes. Uh, yes. okay. Okay, you're the second person this week that had, did not know what white claw was. And so I just assumed everybody knew what they were. And then somebody was like, <laughs> wait, what is this? And it's like somebody that lives in Kentucky with me. And I was like, wait, I thought this was like a like national like craze that everybody was under like getting these white claws. But yes, it's a hard seltzer and it's like two carbs or something oh. ridiculous. And, um, I'm one of those watermelon fiends and, but you know, watermelon can either taste really fake or really real. Mm -hmm. Uh, and these just go down too easy. So that's the only problem. Well, good. I'm gonna have to check those out though. Like for summer, I mean, are they just around there or are they national? Oh, I thought they were national. Okay. Uh, But now you've got me second guessing it, but, (laughs) um, but it's, have you, I mean, do you have Trulies? Mm, um, I don't think so. Well, see, I never look in the hard seltzer area, like the hard drinks, because it's yes. wine or beer for me. So I just, yes. my husband and I, we kind of pass over. So I don't know, but I will like look in the little section. Well, next I time. thought maybe Trulies might be kind of the maybe more popular, but um, it, yeah, they're the, they're kind of like the rivals of each other. They're the, oh, okay. the same kind of like hard seltzer thing. But um, thing to relax. So being that I am obsessed with self-care, I love a good massage. Mm. Um, It's just, I've kind of always tried to maintain that once a month. And every time I go, I think, thank goodness I came because like I needed this. Yeah. Um, I haven't had one in years. Like, and I've been like thinking of one lately and then like, you know, COVID-19 <laughs> hit and I'm like, damn it. Like I was so close <laughs> to like setting an appointment. <laughs> I know. Um, They're just amazing. They really are. Especially when you can find like a good therapist that I was kind of for the longest time, like hopping from therapist to therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when I found one that was just really like intuitive and she would like, I, she would walk in the room and just like immediately as she like put her hands on my back, she'd be like, Oh, you're really tight in your shoulders today. And I'm like, I am, um, you know, things about me. I don't know. Um, so that's a really key. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, um, years ago I had this awesome one and this is back when we had like a farm and brewery and we traded like a CSA for just unlimited massages and she was amazing. And then she stopped and like went to work and like, I just haven't found anybody else like her. So I've just been like hesitant. Like it hasn't been as like much of a drive to, you know, cause I'm just like, Oh, please please come back. I'm just holding out for her to come back (laughs) like seven years later. (laughs) No kidding. I mean, that's the, like those kind of people. Yeah. You, they're important. Like it's a relationship, like no other, you know, (laughs) more intimate than most. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And then favorite thing to watch. Um, it's really funny. I struggle to watch most anything. Mm. Movie, TV. I don't know if it's like I've gotten spoiled by like TikTok videos and like they're very entertaining. They are. <laughs> but like I, I just like I sit in front of the TV and... I'm just kind of, I immediately pull out my phone and like I can have the TV on and it can be playing. But if there's a movie on, I feel like there's something I could be doing to fill this two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And so I get really fancy. I'm like, Ooh, no, I need to be doing something while I watch this. Maybe I need to be folding clothes or, you know, something. Um, 
and then with TV, it's like I just zone out and pick up my phone. So um, other than This Is Us, I really have just been on a TikTok like no other. I'm going to have to try both of those. Like, I mean, well, I've seen TikTok videos of like friends that send me and they're just hilarious. Like yes. I need to just get on there and like figure it out. And then I have not seen one This Is Us, but I've it's been recommended so many times on the podcast and just people in general yes. that I feel like I need, the thing is, is like, I know I'm going to get sucked in, which I'm excited about, yes. but I'm like, I don't have the time right now to get sucked in. So I just won't let myself go there. And it's like, you have to be emotionally available for it too, yeah. you know, because I am not a crier and I tell you what, I cry every single episode. Oh God. So, okay. Yeah. I'm not a crier at all. Like my husband's like, do you have emotions? Like, is there something in there? We are the same person. Essentially we are the same person. Um, but I cry every time I'm telling you, you will. So right. you have to like be in that state of like, if you're not in the mood to cry today, like don't turn the episode on, but okay. um, I Good think to you know. should watch it when you're ready. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. I'm just going to keep pushing our relationship further out. <laughs> this is us. I'm just not ready. <laughs> and a place to go. Um, so yes, coronavirus has given uh. us the much like appreciation for all the places to go. Um, I would say kind of a, it's not been a super regular routine, but like a, I would say a decent routine is my husband and I have gone to like the local, um, like nature, uh, hike area on Sunday afternoons. Mm. And, you know, we take the dog and we just like do a hike. And for me, it was a really great way to just kind of get my week started and, um, you know, take that break regardless of how busy I was. And even though now, you know, they're not necessarily recommending to be around people when you're working out outside, at least in Kentucky. Um, you know, so we've kind of held off on, on going there lately, but, um, when all this has passed, I can't wait to get back in that groove. Yeah. I hear you. Like, it's so true. All these little places and things that we always did, you know, and we're just like, that was what we did and didn't like think about it. And now mm-hmm. we can't, it's like, Oh, like, it's just so special. You know, like, I think that is like the positive that's going to come out of this, you know, like, I think we're all slowing down. We're all like really starting to realize like how awesome things are and like how good we have it, you know, kind of. Yes. Um, cause yeah, we're the same way. So where I live, I'm like an hour from Portland, like, east I always get it wrong east away from the coast and Uh so um everybody like we're in the scenic area and so the trails were open for a while and then a bunch of people from Portland came out and it just got so crowded that they closed every single thing down like any and all trail like any country road anything like nothing we can't do anything and so for this community it's kind of like oh god like that's why we all live here you know and so it's just this is why I'm here y'all exactly (laughs) exactly it's not for the rain for three months straight you know it's like the trails um yeah that's you have to take the good with the bad yeah so yeah just that deep appreciation of, of the little things that we you know didn't realize we needed so much us Kentuckians feel the same way about the Derby, the Derby being postponed. I know. Um, I was just yeah. talking about that the other day. I'm so bummed. It was my mom. She passed away two years ago. It was her favorite. She was a horse person. And so my daughter and oh. I will, will always do like, you know, the mint juleps and do this whole yes. thing for it. And I'm just like, oh, my oh. Gosh. 
Oh, my daughter doesn't drink the mint julep. She's nine, but oh, I do. Of course. No, but you can make some non-alcoholic. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But, um, oh, I love that so much. Yeah, I'm in Louisville. And so I'm, you know, probably mm. 15 minutes from Churchill Downs and um, have grown up here all my life. And so, yes, every Derby Day, Derby Day is celebrated more in Kentucky or in Louisville. I mean, Truly, I can't even like tell you. I mean, it's obviously not more than Christmas or, um, but I mean, it's probably in the top three of like holidays that people celebrate. And, you know, it's just an occasion to get together and drink and, you know, bet on horses and, um, you know, fix all those traditional Kentucky and Southern foods that we have. And so, yeah, it's definitely one of those things like you never think the Derby's going to be postponed. Right. So. Um, it, I think you're right. It's really like given us a huge respect for all those things that you just take for granted. And, um, you know, even if it is a silly thing, like a derby party, um, you know, that is going to be more special moving forward. And, um, so, you know, that, that is something we can kind of look forward to. Yeah, totally. I think everybody's just gonna, I don't know. It's just going to be so amazing after like when when we can all like hug and see each other again. (laughs) get through the storm. Yeah, totally. Um, well, awesome. Well, where can everybody find you? Like your website, social media. Um, and you said the podcast uh, earlier, I'll put all this in the podcast notes. So everybody. Um, yeah. So I am at the Allie Martin, T H E A L L I E M A R T I N on most platforms. And, um, my website is I want fame fortune.com. Awesome. Well, this has just been so fun. Um, I feel like we're, I feel like I've known you for so long. <laughs> I know, Nicole. I'm like, we are, we are the same person. And so I, even though we're on opposite coasts, like I can totally like feel your vibes. So this was a great conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's just, I'm so, so happy, like just so happy we got to connect. So awesome. Yeah. I'll put all this up and thank you for listening everyone.